You're listening to the 12 Days of Crusadeness 2020, brought to you by the Long Box Crusade. This episode is sponsored by Omaha Bound Entertainment, your best choice for hardbinding those special comics in your collection. Give the gift of love this Christmas. Give the gift of OmahaBound.com. They do high-quality binding. They do creative individual covers. You'll get one-of-a-kind things. Man, they're just awesome. OmahaBound.com made me fancy. Let them make you fancy. Today, OmahaBound.com. No, wait. Hey, wait, wait. Y'all forgot to sing my favorite Christmas carol. The 12 Days of Christmas. No, not that one. A one, a two, a one, two, three, no. four. Nine Christars Christarine. Hello and welcome to the ninth day of the 12 Days of Crusadeness for 2020, brought to you by the Long Box Crusade. The 12 Days of Crusadeness is our gift to the podcast community to celebrate the holiday season. And we're celebrating this joyous season by sharing with you some comic book titles that may have gotten by you in the past. Each day of the 12 Days of Crusadeness will bring you a hidden gem of a comic book series brought to you by either one of our Holly Jolly co-hosts or one of our podcast celebrity guests. You know what? It's that magical time of the year. You know we're getting close to Christmas because the guests are gone. It's just the four of us sitting around here. We're all going to help tear down the lights and stuff not too long from now. Mm-hmm. Not like that, not yeah, that. yeah. No, we heard not that like before. Yeah. I, ain't doing it. Yeah, I thought I'd, I'd say it, but we're not going to. That'll do it. Right. I have to keep an eye on Connery. You know, he's usually yeah. totally wasted. I want to make sure he gets back to his mm-hmm. room and. I got you. Remember that thing with the prostitutes last yeah. year? Yep. Yep. Yeah, we don't want a repeat of that. I got to keep one eye on Clinton, and, <laughs> and now one eye on the attic. Yeah. Now my other eye on the garage. Garage where Gene is at. Yeah. yeah. Jared's got to keep his eye on the sparrow. Yeah. <laughs> that and Mary Jane. So, so, so you guys are saying no one's going to help me. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, guess we were going to put that fine of a coin on it, but I guess. You're going to put us in the corner like that. Anyway, we're going to count this down all the way till Christmas Day. I'm your host for the ninth day of Crusaders. I'm Jared Albrecht, the yard sale artist, a.k.a. the Christmas Probe. And here are the delicious smelling gingerbread men joining me for today's unwrapping. Let's start with my best friend in the world, Pat DJ Cristados. Samson, welcome back to Crusadeness, sir. Don't you try to butter me up. <laughs> I gotta take Mary Jane to the clinic. That way, yeah, yeah. well, that's good. That's probably needs to get done once a year check-in. But I'm glad we could all be here. I was going to give you guys my present a little bit early, but I'm going to take them back 
It was, you know, t-shirts that said best helpers in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should probably take that back. Yeah, I think I'm going to get them redone. <laughs> what so, size are they? Well, you know, I got different sizes. Mediums? <laughs> Mediums, yeah. <laughs> Smalls. Next. <laughs> but. Oh, there you go. Well, I'm just glad that we can spend this holiday time together, man. This yeah, fire is so toasty. I think that's what really matters anyway. It's just us around this nice toasty fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really? Sipping some that. And hey. You know what, guys? You thought I was taking all those pipes and the ray guns, but mm-hmm. I was just storing them up for you guys right now. So why don't we, as it's just us four, I'm mm-hmm. going to pass this around and let's have some. You know what? I'm down for it. Let's just have a nice Christmas. Yeah, let's just sit here, relax, and yeah, I'm, I'm with smoke it. them if you got them, boys. All right, all right. Let's you got them. kick back and light this up. Right. Light this candle. While we do that, let's introduce one of our other hosts, which is my best friend in the whole world. Delvin the Dark Web Williams, the Christmas Web. Merry Christmas, Jared. Merry Christmas. Uh, I mean, I kind of just gave up on you guys. I decided that you guys, you know, were pretty bad this year. So, partnered up with a medical waste facility, got you all lumps of COVID. Hmm. Yeah. I'd wash my hands before I used them. Oh, maybe a mask, perhaps. Yeah. Six feet of separation all time, boys. Yeah, definitely. That was COVID for Christmas. Lumps of COVID. Lumps, yeah. of, COVID. lumps, lumps of it. it was, I got it for oh, cheap. days of COVID. Is this why you've been wearing that Dr. No style plastic suit all around? No. <laughs> One million dollars. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, interesting. All right. Well, with that, let's. And uh, I'm uh, I'm up to you. Yeah. Thanks for the. For the COVID. Uh, let's move on to uh, the Christmas Weasel himself, my very best brother I've ever had. Jason, Christmas Weasel, what's up? Oh, not too much, Jared. Merry Christmas. I've got to run really quick because I got to get rid of some evidence. Uh, Mary Jane heard we were going to do Christar. She thought we said crystal meth. And uh, uh, so there's some uh, stuff in our stockings that could get us, uh, you know, a 10 to 20. So uh, I'm going to go flush this real quick. So I'll be right back. You know, that time that I did New Warriors, she also thought that it meant crystal meth. <laughs> I think she hears crystal meth a lot. Yeah, we, we got to get our girls some help. Yeah. Luckily, I don't need any help. <laughs> I've been in the stockings and I can just see so many colors. I'm dead. Let's put on some techno music. Connery's. All right, get him down to the basement with Clinton and we'll get this started. Craig's a fool! <laughs> okay, well, let me just tell you what I've got gift wrapped in the stocking that I have with me today. As you heard in the singing intro, today is Nine Chris Stars Chris Starring, which means we're unwrapping Chris Star number two from Marvel Comics, published in 1983. A brief history of this series and its creators would include, well, clearly this was part of the toy property boom. G.I. Joe hit big, He-Man hit big, Transformers hadn't hit yet when Chris Star came out, but it was a coming. Basically, once Joe and He-Man hit big for Marvel, they started looking at all these toy properties. This one's particularly good, I think, which is why I brought it. Another one that I might recommend is Sectars, the insect toy line, got its own book. It was written by Bill Mantlo, so it has that very sort of heavy sci-fi-ish element to it, so if you're into that, I know it's that's not my crusade miss pick but while we're talking about toy properties that kind of got overlooked i feel like sectars and chris star were two of the more overlooked ones. the writer on the series was joe duffy 
the art was by Brett Blevins. Ron Friends did some art for it, as did Ricardo Viamonte. The original design for all the stuff in Crystar was actually done by Ralph Macchio, Jim Shooter, Mark Grunewald, and John Romita Jr. So some pretty big names kind of put this all together. And some of the main reasons that I love this book are it's a very solid, layered, but very layered, but lighthearted storytelling. Joe Duffy, she's a real gem of a writer back in the 80s at Marvel. She has a real cool way of making a heavy story with light beat moments. The one I gave you today was more heavy story than light beat moments, but there are plenty of more fun books in the series. So I just really like to give a shout out to Joe Duffy on that. Another reason I like it is this is one of the better toy line series, like I mentioned. Another one is Cops. I really like the series Cops. I think that was a DC book, though, and that came later in the weeks. But I guess maybe I'm a sucker for toy line books, but those were some good ones. And at the end of the day, I just think it's got really, really great art. And it's a fun ride with some unexpected twists that I can talk about a little bit later on. But before I do that, have any of you guys read Chris Star comics before? Jason, have you ever read a Chris Star? No, I'd never read one before. I do remember the Crystar toys and just one that I never really got into. I remember seeing the comic on the stands, but never gave it a chance. Pat, what about you? No, like Jason, I've never read it before, and but I remember seeing the toys at the KB store, but never had one of those either. So, Yeah, I understand. I've always wanted some Crystar. They were by Remco, by the way. Mm. And I've since gotten some in my yard sale adventures, but as a kid, no, I, I never got much uh, into that. I was spending all my money on Joe's, like you mm-hmm. would, Pat. Yeah. How about you, Delvin? 1983, what you got on Chris Star? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Pat sent me some uh, books, and uh, it was about, uh, you know, him and his family, and um, his daughter going off to cop. Oh, no, that's Adventures of Christatos. Oh, oh, I was trying to make the connection. I couldn't quite do it. Not Christatos. No, not Christar. I have not read any Christar. Well, all right. That was uh, Christatos. The, the, the Tatos warrior. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will give you guys a quick summary of the issue we read. We read issue number two. I chose number two because number one was a double length special, and I'm not Delvin. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> keep going. Okay. I will say that number one was printed on nicer paper. It was a double-sized issue. It was all about laying out the basic plot threads and leading up to the first big battle. Number two picks up right after the first big battle. I thought it was an interesting read. So here's your summary. It is the aftermath of a great battle between the twin princes of Crystallium, Crystar and Moltar. The brothers, who were set to rule side by side, were set against each other by the evil wizard Zardet. Kristar and his crew have transformed into crystal warriors, and Moltar and his crew have transformed into molten men to battle each other, of course. In the middle is their uncle Feldspar, half crystal, half molten. He rules in their stead until the two brothers can work out their problem. Kristar and his lads are sent to the slums by the wizard Ogio to find a cure for their injured friend Stalax, and they are attacked by the molten men. Victorious, they find a potential cure in the daughter of the wizard, Ogio. She sacrifices her human form to become Crystal as well, but as she's emerging, she connects with Crystar, and the two vanish. So, what did you guys think about the issue? We start with Pat. Ogio, Ogio. <laughs> Jason and I were singing that all week long while he was here after we both read the issue. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I was, I was having a hard time figuring out how to pronounce his name. 
Oh, I'm sorry, just a little. Girl, I want to melt you, melt you, melt you. You got a transparent body. I know you, know ya. Anyway, back to you, Pat. Uh, yeah, rating this one, I wasn't really sure what to expect out of it because not knowing it or under, even understanding the toy line. Was this something that they all just made up for this toy line, or was yeah, did yeah, the toy line had some sort of a backstory? Uh, if it did, it was real light. This is very much in the vein of like what Larry Hama did with GI Joe, or uh, Bob Budiansky did with Transformers. I think Joe Duffy built a really, really cool and wor- layered world around this. Again, I'm biased, but yeah, it's pretty much built by Joe Duffy. Okay. With so, well, like I said though, with nods to Mark Gruenwald and Ralph Macchio and Jim Shooter. Kind of gave her the basics and then let her run with the series. Run with the series. And how many issues did this go? It went 11 issues. The first one and number 11 are both double size. So it kind of really feels more like 12, but it's okay. 11 official issues. Right. Yeah, I was kind of pulled in in the beginning of this and trying to understand what was happening. I think they did a good job recapping the first issue. And then kind of getting into it to find out that they need some help from another wizard or sorcerer or somebody like that to help the Stalis or Stalax or whatever the guy name was. A lot of weird names in this one, so I was having some problems, you know, you mean, guys. <laughs> I was right with you. I yeah. only remembered OG, OG, OG. <laughs> <laughs> and then that it was like trying to figure out why is... Why is this guy half crystal? He's half molten. What's going on? This guy's a little weird. Um, yeah, it was He's interesting. trying to not show favoritism, man. Yeah. I, you know, I, I get it. I get it. I just was kind of pulled in with this, the sword and sorcery kind of going on. So that kind of had me. Yeah. I knew you were going to be my huckleberry on this yeah. one because I know you like the sword and sorcery books. <laughs> yeah, I, I was kind of into that. And, and, so, you, and you know I'm normally not. Yeah, but yeah, first, which, which just surprises me. Yeah, it surprised me too. I, I, and, and full disclosure, I picked up my first issue of Chris Star probably a year, year and a half ago at a flea market, and it was issue two. It was the first one I ever read. Okay. And I just found that I really enjoyed it and made me want to seek out more. So in summary, I give it 12 candy canes, and thanks for listening. Everyone tune in next episode. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can see why, because this does, it gets really deep in this one, and there's a lot of Kind of gets kind of Claremontian kind of. It's a little Claremontian. I will agree with that. <laughs> They're cramming in a lot of the art on these pages. Some pages have, you know, more pushed into it just to get that story rolling through here. So the artwork is great. I really like it. I just find myself wanting to know a little bit more of the, the toy line backstory of it. Like I said, you know, has anything to do with the toy line at all? Or Well, yeah. I mean, the, the toy line is basically your crystal guys versus your molten guys. Molten guys, okay. Yeah. But yeah. Other than that, it was, it was a good read. Cool. Jason, what do you think? Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised when I read this issue. I think I probably was approaching it with a little trepidation because I, I was thinking, well, you know, how good can this good of a story can we have with this toy line yeah it's a pretty doggone good story they created a really interesting world there i think feldspar was a compelling character moltar the i guess ostensibly the villain you can understand a lot of his motivations and see where he's coming from and you actually feel kind of bad for him and the characters just across the board were complex and interesting the art 
I think Pat hit the nail on the head. They managed to cram in a lot of panels on some pages, but without making it feel overcrowded. And it was kind of a page turner. And there was enough action in the comic to keep me interested as well. So overall, I was really impressed with this one. All right. Delvin. Before the show, you said that you had a conversation with Jason. And in that conversation with Jason, you mentioned that you were pretty sure how this was going to shake out. <laughs> I did tell Jason, I think I know how this was going to roll. <laughs> All three of us. How did you think this was going to roll out for me? I figured you would like it the least. And if I had to guess it's your candy cane rating, which, you know, we'll find out momentarily. I would pick you at about a six on this. <laughs> Single digits. Yeah. But I'm happy to be wrong. I, let me know what you thought of the issue, man. <laughs> the first two pages in, I was like, holy bejesus, this is boring. And I, I'm not really vibing. Are you talking about Quasar? <laughs> you read the wrong book. I'm just kidding, Gene Hendricks. I love you. <laughs> He's not kidding. <laughs> I, I do love him. He's a great guy. <laughs> um, but it was one I put down and came back to a couple times, and it took a few pages for it to hook me. I'm disappointed in Pat because he was saying that it was uh, a Claremonti feel, and what he probably should have said is it's a Transformers issue one feel because that is exactly what I got from it. Interesting. Looking at all the character names and the very brief mission statements of, you know, who they are, where they came from, so they're going to tell you. And when I got myself more in that mindset, it's like, okay, let me be more fair about this. And the storyline wasn't bad. The um, guy who was the regent who was in, put himself in charge of the throne while his two nephews battled it out and how he split himself in half to represent that. That was interesting. The funniest part in the book to me uh, were uh, the molten guys who ambushed the crystal guys and got their They got the drop on them and they got their and handed to them. And I was like, man, y'all cannot fight. Y'all need to go somewhere and learn some molten kung fu. <laughs> Surprise. Oh, damn it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. They definitely put the L in molten on that one. They, they took it bad. The daughter of the wizard. I like her. Ika? Ika? Something like that. Uh, Ika. She turned out to be very interesting and brave. Because for the wizard to offer her up to walk through that same process without knowing, that was like, oh my God, you're terrible. (laughs) The whole time, I'm like, yeah, I don't really know what's going on. I can't figure this out. But but now I got a solution. Here it is. And and I'm going to volunteer my daughter. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what Jason said. I was like, what? (laughs) Holy crap. You are not winning Father of the Year Award, sir. That was terrible, but Ica was uh, very cool, and it ended on a good cliffhanger. So the story did uh, catch up to me. You know how it is. Sometimes you just get those first couple of pages that get the barrage of words. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's I, where we get a bunch of funky names that you got to remember. Yes. It's rough. Yes. And, and that's where I was, but once I got myself in the Transformers 1 mindset, that put me back on a 
more productive track. So overall, it wasn't a, it was not a bad book. I probably will like it the least, but it was not bad at all. I think that's fair. I think it's a very fair assessment. Oh, one other thing I want to mention before we get into the Candy Cane ratings is kind of like Transformers, Delvin, they made more of an effort to weave this into the actual Marvel Universe because Transformers is that one issue with Spider-Man. Because spoiler alert, when they disappear at the end of issue two, they appear in issue three at Doctor Strange's Sanctum Sanctorum. Mm. So three has Doctor Strange. I saw, yeah, I saw Doctor Strange was a guest star and I'm like, oh, I thought this was an entirely separate universe. Five has Nightcrawler. Issue 11, the final issue, mm. features Alpha Flight. And much like Transformers, it's better when they don't do that. I think it's better when they stay in their universe. I mean, it's not bad, but it's just like, okay, I get it. You're really hoping this property takes off and you can be brought into the greater Marvel Universe, you know. And, you know, spoiler, it didn't. 11 issues is, is what it did. But, huh, like Delvin just pointed out, maybe not as bad as one might have thought when they first saw a toy property show up on the comic rack. But, you know what? That's just my opinion. Let's get into yours. It's time to rate your interest in the series using the official Crusade Candy Cane scale. On a scale of 1 to 12 candy canes, 12 being extremely interested, 1 being no interest at all. How many candy canes would you rate your interest in pursuing more issues of Chris Star? And if you really wanted to, I have them all hardbound. You know who did it? Who did it? Omaha Bound. Omaha Bound. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Why did they do that? To make me fancy. Oh, clearly. Mm. Mm. Yeah. If you want to be fancy like me, go to omahabound.com today. And that's what I really like to do. I know I'm doing like a second commercial, but I like to take those obscure things that are never going to be. They're never going to collect Chris Star. <laughs> it's not going to happen. That's the kind of stuff I like to collect and send it in. You get the books on the cheap, you get the nice binding, you got yourself a nice little, anyway, candy canes. Let's start with Jason. Well, I'm going to break it down, uh, give it a two for humor, three for heart. Thought there was an awful lot of heart in this book, more than I anticipated. Two for spectacle, thought we had a good, healthy dose. Uh, the fight that Delvin mentioned, where the molten men got their tails handed to him, it Art, I'm giving that a flat out three. I was really impressed with the art in this book, more than I dared hope for when I picked it up. So that uh, that gives me 10, and I'll give you an extra candy cane for being daring and bringing a, a really uh, short-run title to this show. I think that uh, showed a lot of audacity on your part, and I reward that with an extra candy cane. So I'm giving you 11 candy canes for this Woo! one, dude. Thank you, sir. I did not expect 11 candy canes out of Chris Starr. I really brought it to just to give it some exposure, but I'm glad. I'm glad that you liked it. I think it was Brett Blevins on this particular issue. And I can tell you from having read them uh, once, Ricardo Viamonte takes over. It does not lose a step. It stays, art stays solid. And with that, let's talk to Pat. I'm going to give this a nine. Like Jason said, the art was just spectacular in this. I really enjoyed it. Going back and flipping through it again, just looking at it is really good, and it helped tell the story, visualize it a lot better for me. Will I seek it out? I think I will if I can find some, you know, in the back bins and all that. Yeah, they're you're, there. they're ones that you'll find in quarter bins and fifty yeah. cent bins. I don't know if I've grabbed them, but not. Uh, but I think I might do it a little bit more now that I know what it's about. So interesting, interesting. In my predictions, I basically had you and Jason swapped. I figured oh. Jason would be at about a 9 and you'd go 10 or 11 because of your love for the fantasy elements. But interesting. I'm happy to be wrong. I'm happy to learn more about my cohorts here. And I think Delvin gave a real fair assessment of the book. I like that Transformers example. And 
Mm-hmm. Where is that leading you to on candy cane, Stelvin? It's leading me at a seven. Full disclosure, I would have given it a six, but when you said that I was going to give it a six, I could not let you be right. <laughs> I, I know you. I know you. You could have bumped down. <laughs> Chop down. <laughs> We're looking at each other as we record this for the listeners. And when Jared said, like, the score that he thought that I was going to give it, I don't know if he was looking at me or not, but, like, I kind of, like, my poker face was terrible. Like, <laughs> yeah, not right. <laughs> I did think that I want to preface this. The story for issue two, I would probably give an eight or nine to. I gave it a seven based on how likely I am to pick it up. Fair. This is the level that I'm at. I'm at if one of these doggone days when I get back down to Enterprise, Alabama, and I'm sitting in the guest room that uh, Jared at one time called the Williams Estate, and I'm sitting there and I'm looking on the bookshelf and I saw Chris Starr, didn't want to go to sleep, I would pick it up and read it. That's where I am. And that's not a bad place to be because that means that at least I had an interest in it to look at it as opposed to thinking that it was terrible or anything like that and it wasn't it was a good read and i was glad to read it cool i think if you did read it off the nightstand you would probably bump it up because you give it points for the sweet sweet hard bind that omaha it's really that little bookmark thingy that has that touch of class in there you know <laughs> it automatically just lifts your reading experience One podcast very <laughs> we love you tim benson <laughs> Okay, so again, the script tells me I'm going to give one short recommendation for the series. So basically, if you poo-pooed toy properties back in the day, maybe don't. Because like I said, I kind of pulled a pat and expanded here, but Chris Star, pretty good. Sectars, pretty good. Cops, pretty good. All worth taking a shot at. So, you know, go back, take a look. You might find some good art. You might find some good stories. You might be surprised at what you find. And I found that to be the case with Chris Star. Like I said, I just stumbled upon it about a year ago. I was glad I did. And that will wrap up day nine of the 12 Days of Crusademus. We'd love to hear from you if you're familiar with any of the comics we cover on the show. Or if you give one of our recommendations, like Chris Starr, a try, let me know what you think about it. You can hit us up at Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Longbox Crusade. Or email us at contact at longboxcrusade.com. And if you're loving Crusademus and didn't get a chance to listen last year... Or you just want to hear more Crusademus, if you scroll far enough back in our feed, you'll find all the episodes from Crusademus past 2019, 2018, 2017. We've given the world a lot of Crusademus, people. It is there for you if you want it. Yep. That, Jared, is a gift that keeps it on is. giving. It's like being in the Jelly of the Month Club. Man. Twelve episodes, mm-hmm. one every day in December leading up to Christmas Day. Mm. It's I love it. It's our crowning achievement every year. And hats off to Delvin and Pat doing most of the work this year. Delvin's doing the audio cleanup. Pat's doing the effects work. Eventually. Yeah, yeah maybe I should wait to see if this actually comes out on time. <laughs> 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 well, but anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to come back tomorrow to find out what the next gift is from Under the Tree in our festively decorated, we're not going to help clean up, long box, true stage studios. <laughs> Until then, DJ Christatos Kringle play one of my favorite Christmas jams. Wickedy, 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 whack. Is that you, Santa Claus? 
gifts I'm preparing for some Christmas sharing. But I pause because hang in my stocking. I can hear knocking. Is that you, Santa Claus? Shoe is dark out. Ain't the slightest spark out upon my clacking jaws. Who's there? Who is it? Uh, stopping for a visit? Is that you, Santa Claus? Are you bringing a prison for me? Something pleasantly pleasant for me. Then it's just what I've been waiting for. Would you mind slipping it under the dough? Old winds are howling. Or could that be growling? My legs feel like strong. Yeah, my, my, oh, me, my. Kindly will you reply? Is that you, Santa Claus? Yes, hang in the stocking, I can hear knocking. Is that you, Santa Claus? Stop for a visit. Is that you, Santa Claus? Oh, that Santa, you gave me a scare. Now stop teasing, cause I know you there. Oh, we don't believe in no goblins today. But I can't explain why I'm shaking that way. Then I can see old Santa in the keyhole. I'll get to the car. One peek and I'll try there. Oh, oh, there's an eye there. Is that you, Santa Claus? Please, 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 I pay my knees. Say that's you. All songs, song clips, and characters discussed are copyright of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. We are just fans that like to share our love of comics. Outtakes. Just dropping beats for you guys. Because I'm so fancy. You already know. I've got it hard bound. From Indy to G.I. Joe. Anyway, let's get back to the show. <laughs> We're going to leave that foil stuff all over the floor. Yeah, tinsel. you got to pick up the yeah. tinsel. Yeah, you'll have to pick it up. Like, ah. uh, <laughs> that stuff. I hate that stuff. Yeah. got to take Mary Jane to the clinic. <laughs> i got to keep an eye on the basement and the attic. And I'm on Sean uh, duty. I gave you guys pipes. <laughs> That old man can still move, let me tell you. <laughs> He's all hopped up on Crystal Pet last time I saw him. <laughs> Trevor balls. Trevor balls. <laughs>